0: This is a very special episode of Genre of Your Life. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode five. With me, as always, is one well, of my co hosts Nick. Hey are my friend? How are you? Man, we're well, glad to have you back, my friend. It's been thank too you, long. Thank you. Yes, indeed. While the co-host is here today, my good friend, Joel. Joel, you doing today, brother?
1: Yo, what's up? Yeah, that's it. i <laughs> about today.
0: This is a very special interview. We have uh, one of the best actors working today in Hollywood, one of my good co- co- friends, also a good co worker from Paramount Pluto, Mr. Ray Ramundo. What do you want to say, brother?
2: Yo, 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 yo. It's, oh my gosh. Oh my. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yep. Are you loud and clear, oh my, my friend? Loud and
1: clear.
2: Well, Nick and Douglas, thank you guys for having <laughs> me on your guys' uh, podcast. No, I've been super excited uh doug and i have been talking about this quite a while you know prepping up to it but you know man i gotta say doug it give context doug and i work at our company paramount but within pluto tv and i gotta tell you doug is my day one at pluto and has helped me through so much at work and we have just did so much together at work and we just it's amazing how much bonded really well and how similar we are so yeah so thank you doug for having this whole thing set up i really appreciate it of
0: course man thanks for training me on my first week back in 2021 again like ray was like on the leading man i was kind of like following when we had this huge like zoom zoom call for all, all the new hires for paramount and pluto and literally like ray was like the guy i was like kind of following when he was doing over like the notes and like training i was like this guy gets it, man. This guy gets it. And then uh, getting, <laughs> getting to know him with uh, like within a year, man, I just saw how much Ray as a leader is very inspiring. But also, again, anyone's listening to this. Ray has a big movie coming out tomorrow on Amazon Prime called Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez and Josh Dumel, and also now uh, Jennifer Coolidge. But also, the, come on, let's be real. The main star is Ray Raimundo. Come on, guys. Let's be real. Oh, you, here. Already know. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> you
2: already know. You already know. You already know. For, you know,
0: uh, but also Ray's been working on some great projects. He's great short film coming out as well. Also, you did what four episodes of Thirteen Reasons Why? Yes, Am I, I right, did. Right?
2: Yes, That's I so did. Cool. I, I did do four episodes. Um, it's so it's so interesting. Like I have I have one scene in see, I, I know them by heart. Trust me. Season one, episode three. I have a scene in there, and I have another scene in season one, episode six. And then I had kind of like season two. Check this out. We recorded it, but you know how the industry goes she got cut, you know, mm. you know? but <laughs> that, that is the, that is the nature of the industry that like, of course, can record it. But at the end of the day, is it does it really serve a purpose in the series, you know?
0: Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like I want to ask you, you know, you're a working actor in Hollywood. What's been like, kind of like your journey as an actor so far in your career.
2: Journey, the journey, Douglas, that's it. No, real talk. <laughs> that's it. That's And this is the journey. Talking to you guys is the journey. Waking up every day, going to work, going to the gym two, or three hours before work is the journey, you know. Of being persistent and consistent at the same time, while trying not to compare yourself to other people's journey, really, knowing where I stand in my place in this industry and what I represent, and that is, you know, having more representation in film and television. That's one of my goals in this industry, and it's honestly. I was literally thinking about before i just came on how much of a dream come true it is my mom and dad they're in the philippines right now and so is my brother surprisingly shotgun wedding is already released in theaters in the philippines that's so cool yeah and for them to see that in theaters such an amazing feeling knowing that like my family can see me on the big screen with main like with with like amazing like street professionals who've been doing this a long time and so uh, my wow my heart's racing just talking about this shit but yeah that's the journey man and it and that those, yeah. those are those are the goals post i'm i'm trying to reach and then snacks next type of thing
0: yeah man and that's really cool that i feel like this i mean i've seen a bunch of i mean as known as this podcast you know nick myself moses and joelle we're very big on theatrical we're very, very pro-theatrical. I it's the way to go see a movie. You know, there are some good stream there are good ways that movies are going streaming, obviously. You know, during COVID it was a big deal why they were on streaming and you know how they require a lot of movies. But I truly think that I've seen now Amazon really trying to push this movie to be theatrical and streaming, which I which I love. I feel like again, I can hmm. even see it when it comes out uh tomorrow. But um if you can see it in the theaters, I feel like support Ray, support this movie, support this, you know, support theatrical, because I feel like if Amazon has a really good uh, you know return on this movie, both uh, streaming and theatrically, they can A, cast Ray more movies, which we all want, and also, too, is that they, they're supporting the theatrical way of having more like, movies like this go to the big screen with, with a great cast and just kind of like, just, you know, the, the enjoyment of going to the movie theaters, which, which we all enjoy.
2: 100%. Yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be
1: dope, uh, especially because Amazon has, is, has been, you know, not only improving, but has a lot of amazing, like, Originals and films, so I love to see it in theaters and have you know encourage more of their uh you know uh since a lot of people do have uh, Amazon and prime and everything um to like you know that would encourage them to go and see in theaters as well um so yeah and I'm definitely gonna check out the movie i'm I'm interested to uh see this I have not seen any trailers this is the first time I'm hear about it but I'm gonna go support
0: you don't worry
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you,
0: thank you. Yeah, going going definitely again. I again uh, Ray is definitely heavily featured in the trailer, but I remember when the trailer came out, what like a few months ago, Ray, and I was like, Where's my friend? Where's my friend? And I remember like it was so cool seeing Ray like in this skin, huge, you know, budget, you know, trailer with J Lo, Jennifer Coolidge, and Lenny Kravitz and Josh Dumel. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's it's really surreal seeing one of your coworkers like in a big big production movie like this. Which is again, man, I'm very very proud of you, but also like I can't wait for people to see it. I can't can't wait to watch it myself. Come tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. You already know.
2: (laughs) No, really, like real, like. And so, speaking of theatrical releases, this was originally supposed to be released on June 29th, twenty
0: twenty two. Right. Oh wow. Hmm.
2: Yes, it was supposed to be theatrically released in theaters. But that same weekend was the same weekend as Elvis. So mm. that kind of overshadowed it. And I think in the time month before, you know, when movies come out, right? I'm like, where's the trailer? You know, where's the trailer? Well, you know, yeah. When movies come out, it's like two two weeks before the trailer. In this case, I was kind of like I had thoughts. I'm like, did it get? Did it get like? What's the word like? Cancelled, you know like like they, they, they yeah. just stopped the movie but found out through resources that amazon prime picked it up right and so okay. I was like, damn i've been so i filmed this actually in april 2021 i auditioned for it in february 2021 and as i'm backtracking through the timelines i got my agent sorry my manager in november 2020 and i i book, and i got the audition february 2021 and I booked it that same month.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: so like, and this, the timing has been very, very like, that's, that's the long game of this industry. It's like, wow, I've been waiting for this move for almost two years. And I'm finally, the day tomorrow is here, you know? And I'm, I can't, I can't believe I get to speak about it in, in this platform with you guys. And that's just an amazing part of this whole um, industry is that this is the type of, patience you have to have in this in this type of industry to like really for what you want and just see how it goes and then um basically uh amazon prime when i saw the trailer ah it's super quick but in the segment no this i get killed you know <laughs> you know it showed
0: and, you and, and, right away you, you see you're like oh wait wait they killed ray right away i was like what <laughs> yeah
2: so basically shotgun wedding is a destination wedding where Josh Dumel and Jennifer uh, Lopez not Coolidge Jennifer Coolidge is the mother of the of the, the groom it's a destination wedding in the Philippines and that's where I play a security guard security guard, security guard Joel and that's where I fit in in this uh, world of shotgun wedding and I'm the security guard at the resort and I I introduced the main character um, Tom who played played by Josh Dumel. I have a scene with them in the very beginning of the movie.
0: That's so cool. That's so, so cool. Because, wait, uh, do you remember who was the studio before Amazon took it? Do you remember? Lionsgate. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay.
2: So, so, I think Lionsgate and Amazon collaborated together. But, like, I believe the Lionsgate version, the it was a lot more, like, they had more of an edge and darker towards the first version, I believe. Because... When we f- finished filming April 2021, um, I remember the director, uh, Jason Moore, and to give context who Jason Moore is, he is the director of Pitch Perfect. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh shit, you know, I was like, this, this is dope. Obviously, before coming on set, I did my research to see who's who, and you know, when I got on set, the AD said, okay, hey, Ray, we're gonna go ahead and um, introduce you to a uh, um jason he wants to talk about tomorrow's scenes and i'm like yeah for sure as soon as i walk up i i, I knew i immediately knew who he was and i saw his pictures was up to me how's it going ray you know he stressed the fuck out as a director you know <laughs> you know it, it, it was so nice he he welcomed me with such open arms he's like yeah how's it going ray i was like It's going really well jason i thank you so much for having me he's like no thank you i saw your tape uh, almost a couple of months ago and I knew right then and there how to get you out of here. And that right there was like, wow, that is such an amazing like compliment and validation as an actor to just straight up hear from your director right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like no one, like hearing validation from like a professional industry like that. It, it's so nice to affirms that like doing something good and doing something right, you know, Huge, and also too that you've been you've been
0: you've been working your way up for a role like this, you know, for a while yeah. again with all your short films, and also again like I said with with three reasons why, like mm-hmm. this is like a moment where it's like, hey, listen, like then for your movie to be on a huge platform, this isn't on like you know like some random like Redbox DVD. This is on Amazon Prime. Everyone has Amazon Prime, and I feel like this tomorrow they're probably they been marketing this movie really well on both on the Prime video, but also they're they're marketing really well on Amazon.com itself. So. Yeah. that's cool that you're in this really big production that Amazon has a lot of faith in. I feel like there's a lot of times, you know, you see a lot of movies, I think during, I mean, when they're bad, you can see like they have like no faith in them. They kind of come and go. They kind of get released silently. But with this, that the marketing has been very, really big on this movie. And also your scenes have been, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. Twitter, MySpace, LinkedIn, like <laughs> literally like you, you, we see a lot of your scene, which is awesome. And I wanted, I wanted to know like, you know, how, what was your experience like on set filming with everyone and working with Jason as a director? Wow.
2: Yeah. So, if I, could have, if I could have one word for this whole experience, is actually, no, there's hella words. There's two, three words. It's chaos, um, um, it's chaos, um, high energy, and just being patient through the whole time. Cause, um, <laughs> When I was on set my scenes, I have two scenes when I was uh, recording, it was actually the last day of shooting. So uh, there's no room for error, you know what I mean? Right. Like there's no room right. for error. This is <laughs> they, they they said, okay, we're gonna have this guy scene at the last day of shooting. So you know, me, I you know, I made sure I knew my shit, you know? I knew that like and mm-hmm. I knew that like, man, I ain't trying to waste anyone's time. Time is money. And these guys need to go home. And all of my scenes they started at eleven AM and end till six AM.
3: Full mm. that, day,
2: huh? <laughs> full day. And that and that that's the thing that people um you know, in my experience being on set, yeah, it was chaos, man, because like everyone everyone wants to get this shit done. And like imagine this, right? My first scene is like a water scene where I get um off the dock and each take takes at least ten minutes for me to dry off and like uh put on a new set of clothes and as I the day before we did uh stunt coordinating rehearsals and so I got I got the whole movement down. But day of man, I was like the night before I was I was up to like fucking one AM. I went from like eleven AM to one AM making sure I got that shit on lock, You know what I mean I don't I don't wanna look stiff as you know stiff as fuck, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like this is gonna be it, you know. So I rehearsed it. It looked great on camera. Um, my stunt coordinator um, said it looked great, and I was like, "Perfect." And then um, I saw in the trailer, I was like, "Yeah, it looks great." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it was worth all that uh, prepping, right? It was all worth that rehearsing. Like you had to get that, that shit unlocked. Like this is my yeah. moment. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, and to add more on that, so every time so I, I did it I did it in uh, three takes man, three takes, that was it but each take in between I had Jason, the director, say hey Ray, let's go ahead and speed it up a little bit more, just a hair just a hair, you know what I mean take that as it is, you know however you want to take that, I just knew he meant like just, okay, just give it a little more like a little a little like, a little rush with it right, and then mm-hmm. second, I have uh, the DP telling me hey Ray, why don't you go ahead and take a left and then take a right and then stand right here and then the third, I have my stunt coordinator saying, Hey Ray, that was perfect. As soon as you get killed, make sure there's a think of like this, there's a string on top of your head and you're a puppy and you fall. And the fourth, the wardrobe is like, Hey, um, go ahead and put your clothes here. Here's your new set. So I have four people talking at the once. And again, you gotta know your mark and you gotta make sure you know and you gotta like know what the hell you're doing and making sure that you received every note from everyone in between takes and that right. i I tell you right now that 45 minutes felt like (laughs) three hours yeah that's the chaos but like it was like high energy and it was kind of like okay be patient be confident you got you 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 can do and um my director loved it he said no it, it looked great and then we moved on with that scene
0: oh cool that's so cool like i can't even imagine like I mean, you're yeah, talking to guys that have worked on like you know student films and short films that we've all you know been part of, but be, but being being part of that big production must have been sort totally, of like cool. I and mean, an actor it must be so rewarding just being on a set of this scale and this and this budget and this kind of like you know like professionalism. And it, it's so cool. I mean, like I said, Nick and I, you know Nick is a great short filmmaker. Joel's a great writer. I'm a good writer too, but. No, I we all hope one day we can be on a big set like that what you've been on and just kinda of experience that for ourselves. Because like I said, it must be very rewarding to like, hey, I made it here this far. I'm an actor on this big production. I'm, I'm on the I I'm on the call sheet. Like, mm-hmm. Again, man, props to you for, again for making this happen. Also being, you know, very like professional when it came to like, hey, I got this. This is me as an actor. I'm going That's... for it.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. No, that you couldn't have said any better, Doug. Like I, I for sure. We're having this conversation. I know you guys are gonna be working with the same people that I've been working with, and that's just the the rhythm and like movement that we're all into right now, but yeah, it's yeah it's it, it's it's truly it was truly an once in a lifetime opportunity you know the like just be like grounded and like I felt great being on sales like, wow, like I am here, I am present, I'm here to do the job that they hired me to do, you know
0: no for sure. And again, it's it, I can't wait tomorrow. Everyone, remember uh, tomorrow, tomorrow the twenty seventh. Yeah, twenty seventh, man. Shotgun Wedding. Please go support this movie. Support our friend Ray. Like again, I've heard good things about it so far. It's gonna be on Amazon Prime tomorrow morning. So mm-hmm. please check it out. And also, you also have a short film coming out next week, correct?
2: Oh my God! Yes, February third. Yes, Avellino is coming man, out. as a February. working actor. Yeah. So he's busy, man. Yeah, you know, I'm trying, man. That that's. Any type of opportunity I can get, man, that like that makes sense to me as an actor to play the part, I'm, I'm fucking going for it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, You yeah, yeah. have to, man. You yeah. have to. I have a question for you, actually, Ray, because I was, me and Nick have a story for you. What Has there ever been a time where you were on a f- short film or, I mean, a student film and, like, I don't know, th- I mean, I guess a theme of Shotgun Wedding, when things don't go according to plan. Have you ever been on a, on a set before where, like, nothing went, like, like, like solid everything was kind of like a shit show
2: mm. yes all the, time. <laughs> all the time all the time <laughs> all the time man all the time man literally shotgun wedding i rehearsed my lines as a script they said scratch that you're doing it like this
0: oh wow okay oh dang
2: yeah they said they said said fuck your feelings here you're gonna do it like this you know <laughs> you gotta be ready you know oh, you, just, man. Yeah, no. you, gotta, you gotta be ready adapt to new situations like that and that's how it was on shotgun wedding anything for the short films i've done in the past and you know whether the weather is messed up the lighting's you know you're fighting the sunlight you know Mm -hmm. um what else someone got hurt on the set um yeah i i've i feel like i've done and when i was in bay area so yeah to give context i'm from the bay area san jose um oh four away baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know yeah whoever knows I'm from san jose east side san jose um I did a, I, I grew up in that the area, and then like I, I did a lot of more musical theater in my high school days and did all that good stuff and transitioned into film. And all that I was in the Bay Area from 2013 to 2019, of like my you know upcoming of my acting, I've done at least like at least 12 short films, and whether they were very student filming or very high-end professional. Mm -hmm. i i I always took something away from each and every one of them and that's how i gained more confidence as i grew as an actor because i got um casted as a lead to like lead lead the thing and like kind of understand the director's vision it's just such an amazing process to collaborate and try to make the story come to life on screen
0: no definitely was there was there is there a movie or was there a movie like growing up that said, Hey, like, kind of like like sparked, like, hey, I want to do this professionally? Was there like a movie or a show that you watched that, like, hey, like, this is me? Like, I, I can do this. Yes.
2: I have, I have two, I have two, um, uh, examples. First movie was Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Matthew Broderick. Great movie. Hey, saw that and I was like, wow, I see myself as like this rebel like him and like just being like super cool and shit you know and then the second thing was i grew up watching fresh prince of bel-air yeah. you know seeing will in this like you know off edge, you know, like kid from philly and then coming to bel-air and like seeing how he transitions into like and just the themes of like why that show was so good and james avery just all that acting i you know i felt like i felt so connected to it in a way where i was like this, this this is this is so real and even as like i was watching as a six or seven year old you know Nick at night type of type of deal you know it was just uh that, that's what really inspired me to like want to be like them you know
0: yeah no again i i can i mean i i again ferris bueller was a big part of i think me and joel Shada because growing up from chicago like everyone knew ferris bueller like if you don't know ferris bueller like and what are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, mean that that whole iconic, you know, scene—the parade scene—is just like that. That is like Chicago energy, on, on a good day. That is. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> On a good day, right? You know, it's hard one. Yeah,
1: you know, Chicago, growing up in Chicago. It's, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's cool that you said that. Uh, one, I just immediately thought, like, I understand why you and Doug got along so much, because uh, that's like one of Doug's fucking top movies. Uh, but also just like, yeah, no, that that high end energy and energy in the film, and just listening to you talk about like, you know, uh being as an actor uh i really like that um first view is a difficult movie to live up to but you yeah. know if if you have that you know passion like you're showing right now just talking about it i i you know i'm sure you can fucking do it and you know i and you know uh go past that uh i just i have a question um has there ever been a character or like a role that you've always like dreamt of like doing, you know, like how some people like dreamt about like being a fucking power ranger or something like, has there ever been like that type of role that you would, you know, hope to one day get and, you know, shine.
2: Yes. Yeah. I get that question every now and then. And role that I would love to do is like be part of like, very 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 good rom-com like, where like there's heavy ass drama but like like, but then there's also like funny ass movies like Super Bad um um the drama like drama is kind of like what's a good what's a good dramatic movie what's a good dramatic movie Doug
0: Godfather you got a bunch I mean oh my gosh you can go on and on like Godfather hey. Part 2 <laughs> About part two,
2: part three. <laughs> part two, part three. Uh, the offer. I, I, for, yeah, which
0: is oh, a, a, a Paramount shall we worked on. Just a little, little plug.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh, I, I, I do see myself playing like, like, um, hero, like, kind of like the Walking Dead, like you know, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I, okay. You know, nice. I, I see myself. Okay. I see myself as kind of like. The, the character that like everyone can like that roots for like that's my my fucking favorite character oh here we go so I come out, I want to be in like rom-coms like um like, to all the boys I love before right I I've I wanted to work with Noah Centineo I've worked with Ross Butler in 13 Reasons Why and those are the type of roles that I go out for in the dramatic side like a good example that I, I want to be working with alongside is like actors like brian cranston and aaron paul in breaking bad like aaron paul's character is the type of character i see myself like going through you know a struggle of trying to just live in albuquerque mexico the same thing how i grew up in east side san jose like it, i recently just had this um um not revelation but like sort of just a real realization that like where i grew up at had a watch what you're wearing type type of environment you know what i mean
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i grew up and, there yeah
2: yeah and uh you know, I, i've been i've been going to therapy and this is this is really I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on a little tangent therapy is super important as an actor because man you get there's so many things about like this industry that can kind of make you feel a certain type of way you know what i mean mm-hmm. but the reason why i bring up where i grew up is because oh so, being being a part of like Environment of like struggling to like just be safe and shit, and how I i can like connect with Aaron Paul's character. It's just Aaron Paul's character was so real and raw that like just I i, I really felt like his pain as Jesse. You know, if you guys watch, uh, yeah. if you guys watched uh, Breaking Bad, I, those are the type of roles where like I can go that deep and heavy with that shit, but then I could be like it's like upbeat, hella happy dude, like singing oh yeah i like sing like fucking musicals and shit you know what i mean that's my mm-hmm. range and in, in my 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 character like i can sing all the frozen shit aladdin um, <laughs> hamilton i can rap that shit I, you know but then whatever i i want to be able to be in a movie kind of like everything ever all at once when i saw that movie in theaters mm-hmm. i knew that like that's the type of shit i want to be doing you know.
1: Yeah, yeah you try to be like Hugh, uh, Hugh, Hef- not Hugh, Hefman, Hugh Jackman.
2: I
3: was Zach like, Jackman, Where is he Jackman. going with this? Yeah, like Hugh
2: Jackman, <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Zach Efron. And also, I-, I don't think if you guys seen me, but like, 6'2, I'm Filipino. I'm very athletic and buff as shit. So it's like, Wow, like, w- once you find out I can like sing like really like Broadway type of style, it's like, Wow, like, I- I'm-, I'm that triple threat. Fe- Threat package that I like that I have not seen myself yet in Hollywood yet. But now this movie is coming out, I think this is going to be more uh, my foot even more in the door. That makes sense, yeah. Definitely.
3: Oh, definitely,
0: we were at work the other day. It was funny, we had a meeting at work, Ray, Ray and I and our team. And I said, Uh, someone like, Oh, and box. And I said, Yeah, Creed 4. Then Ray said, Yeah, I'll be Manny Pacquiao son into Creed 4. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah man No, oh, man. zoom
0: call was laughing oh
2: <laughs> yeah, man boxing yeah I, i've been picking up that lately because man i feel like every actor just needs to know, know how to box you know
3: yeah
1: yeah for sure
3: yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. hope that answers your
2: question about which roles i wanted to be and what i strive for in this industry
1: oh no you you answer that perfectly and i really love the answer you know for for a lot of people there's just- say they probably say it's something you know generic and you know so to, to hear you say you know what you wanted to do with musicals and deep characters and stuff that really uh that really answered it and also just like i really love that you know because mm-hmm. you know you're not just you know you're not just okay with like one type of role you know you don't want to typecast yourself you see yourself going beyond that and being an amazing actor and you know where you have a wide range, and you know your skill set, but you also you know know that you can improve and you know dive into these characters, which I feel like there's some actors who really don't give a shit about that. So to hear that from you,
0: that I really love that. So yeah, yes, yeah. You know, it's it's you know I I I was so excited to bring Ray on the show because I know Ray just fits right in wherever he goes. It's like maybe the like California him or just like the actor in him that he can literally adapt to any any conversation it's like just talk with him which is which, 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 which why you and i got along so well when, we were, at, when we we're at when we're at we're still at paramount um, but <laughs> um but no man it's it's so cool seeing someone's journey just from like i said i mean yeah we you know nick and i went to film school joelle and i write together i write together with nick it's just cool seeing someone's journey you know really evolve as an artist as a storyteller and also, just kind of seeing like the growth as an actor, like who they learn from, who they, I mean, who they watch. You know, what movies can, they, what shows, what movies they watch to kind of like consume as like as an actor to like kind of like you know just like uh, you know replicate, but also kind of like make your own. I think it's you know, Aaron Paul's a good good example. I mean, I remember watching Breaking Bad, you know, years ago, and I was like, holy shit, because like you you see you see a range of him of just like going from, you know, you know, high school dropout to like you know a massive drug you know sidekick almost and then you see his you know arc end of the show then also in el camino but uh yeah man it's it's a it's a wild that show was a wild ride
2: <laughs> yeah uh, thank you thank you seriously doug for everything you said about me now like yeah likewise to you man we we truly fit in like, two peas in a pod type of thing and i knew like just vibe really well and and the fact that you you know congratulations to you guys as well for this um, podcast man and it's up and running and I'm I'm really happy to be a part of this whole experience and I knew that like this is the type of shit I'd encourage you to do and I'm I'm happy to be a part of your creative endeavors as a writer and as like a film like film enthusiast is 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 that the right term Making yeah. us
0: blush, man. Making us blush. Stop, Ray. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. i the, the. mic to Nick. Actually, if Nick has anything he wants to add, I feel bad. I'm no. kind of hogging the mic no, from Nick. Nick. <laughs> no, I'm just. Nick. I'm a little starstruck. That's why I've been kind of quiet. And like, it's it's really cool. You know, like everyone was saying, like,
4: just to kind of hear, um, like your side of the story and and to hear about your experiences, it's kind of inspiring to me as well. So. You know yeah thank you for for being on the show for
0: for real like yeah. really cool uh, um as 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 an a- actor right i have a question for you so right. actually i'll have i'll have nick tell the story actually but what, what, what if you were in our situation what would you done nick you tell him a story about our first quote-unquote directorial effort we had in college that didn't go as planned oh gosh well
4: um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna start off like this like so so yeah, it was me, Doug, our friend Isaac at the time. We were writing scripts for, um, some YouTube videos that we wanted to do. And like, you know, it's freshman year, everything is new. I'm I got like a new set of friends, and like we're all all, all of our um, um interests are more aligned. So it's like, yeah, let's let's do this. Like I thought it was gonna be like. We would be like those guys on campus, like, oh, those guys, like, those are the, the directors on that awesome YouTube channel. So I was, like, bragging <laughs> yeah. my family about it, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Got me a little side project I'm working on with the fellas at ASU, you know what I'm saying? I'm about, to, yeah. I'm about to be coming up, pops. It was kind of like that, and I was, I was feeling myself, and, you know, just we're getting closer and closer and closer to the shooting day. Doug and I have been working on the script for a couple of weeks. We had everything set: the script, the director, the actors, everything. And then it was, like, lighting, I, sound everything man and, and then it was i think like an hour and a half like two hours or something like that before we were supposed to be there i, I like i was in a group chat and i just saw like oh yeah guys shoot's canceled can't make it <laughs> and then i it was like oh i had to like break it to my family like oh man everything kind of just stopped i guess i don't know
3: yeah
4: I mean, that was, was re-
3: man yeah
0: yeah, literally, right, Nick and I, we were prepping this for weeks, man. It was our first, like, script, and then, like, our friend was, you should direct it. I mean, Nick, were like, if you can direct it, well, yeah, let's do it. So, we were, like, co-directing, co-writing, uh, producing it as well, and, I mean, me and Nick spent, like, so many days and nights just, like, you know, editing the script, you know, getting ready for, yeah, mm-hmm. we, had, we, had, we had all of our, like, kind of, like, local, my friends, friends who were, you know, who were, you know, you know, DPs, you know, lighting people, you know, like, sound people, like. Actors to be actors, and we were so like prepped, man. We were ready to go. We had our friends uh, that were like super good actors. I think what happened was we made, the mis- we made the mistake of having a shoot on a Sunday morning when everyone parties <laughs>
2: on Saturday night. Yeah, and, I get it. Right, yeah, which we
0: understand, but to be fair, to, to next point, we had we had everyone like locked in though, like week or two in advance. It wasn't like oh, last minute we're making like, this short film. Like no, Nick and I were prepping this for like months. Or yeah. A month or two and we're in for weeks so i remember like nick and i going like early morning good breakfast at the dining hall like hey we're gonna be we're ready man this is our day we're so with the script's ready it looks looking good and then I, of course like we yeah, literally right one by one by one actor dropping out actor dropping out lighting lighting bp oh. sound sound <laughs> and me and nick were like we were like nervous laughing at breakfast we were like oh this sucks Like, Uh again, we were were very proud of ourselves for getting all this, you know, set set together. But I don't know if you were not our shoes. Like, um, I don't know what, 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 wait, what's your as an actor? What do you think of that situation? (laughs)
2: Um, as an actor, if I was on that shoot, or as from your perspective as director and writer, you know, which both,
0: both, 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 yeah.
2: So, as a director and writer. Um, I hold myself up to a high standard of professionalism, and people I can count on. And I would, unfortunately, not work with those same people again because actions do speak louder than words. And yeah. I, I, I'm very sorry that that happened, you guys. I, I know, I can I can relate to that um, context of like you, you know, Nick, especially you told your whole family like, hey, man. Watch out, man. <laughs> I'm coming yeah. up. You know? yeah. I, when I'm up, I'm like, I'm,
4: I'm finally
3: here.
2: Yeah, I, I am here. <laughs> I, am, I am present. Don't oh, fuck with me. This is it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, talk, you talk to talk, right? And then all of a sudden, fucking sucks when don't walk the fucking walk, right?
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, I, I've... And, th- and that, that's... As a director, writer, I, I, I would be like, not gonna like give people shit but i'm just like okay now i that gave me answers that gave me clarity okay now i know that if you really are about it show up right
3: mm-hmm.
2: an actor's perspective yeah i i show up not for myself not just only for myself but i show up for the team for everyone for the, for the dp for the a pas man pas are just everyone's fucking important on set i show up for everyone yeah. for the costume the lighting. Uh, 80s. The director, you know, just getting to Know everyone show up because we, as creatives, have such a great passion towards this in this type of entertainment industry. That, you know if if someone didn't show up, show up. I'll I'll do my, do my best to see what I can do to, you know, pick up the slack. You know what I mean?
0: Ray, where were you when we when we were making that movie? We needed you so badly.
2: <laughs> so I'm, saying, no, I'm I'm not. I'm a look, real talk. I'm a fucking team player on set. Like I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. asking, I'm, I'm talking about not where I'm like, oh, I ask, I ask questions like, how long you've been doing this? Why do you love this? You know, why, what, 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 what kind of ideas you got going on? And you know, it's it always. Everyone has such a specific, you know, amazing, like, complex answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, man, do it because at the end of the day. One's ideas is fucking genius. It's just how you execute it and not let anyone mm-hmm. take you out of it and truly like following through with it. You know, that's what I would have done as a huh. director and writer and as an actor. You know, so
1: so this actually inspired me uh, a question in my head, which is uh, one also awesome answer. I, I, I love that uh, Doug and Nick never told me this story uh, from the college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I did. My bad. <laughs> nah, you never did. But that you know, that was great to hear the story. Uh, but also, it just inspired a question in me to where it's like, um, as an actor in the industry, you know, in the very professional saying, whether it's big or small, um, what are sort of issues within that industries towards other actors. Cause me and Doug have t- and, and Nick have all, we've all talked about like the industry as a whole, but we personally don't know like how it is when, you know, you're an actor and there's other actors around you, you know, whether you're, you know, behind the scene, you know, just, you know, background, not saying any words or, you know, mm-hmm. you have one line or, or you're in a, a big scene, like, what is the issue with other actors that you know that really people don't I, I guess don't know about or don't talk about much?
2: Um I understand what you're saying. I'm trying to find the right um Yeah, okay. If I'm on set as an actor and what is something that actors experience with other actors on set, is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, that's like I don't want to say negative connotation, but more of a, just sort of like a sort of like the bad experiences that you've had with other actors, you know.
2: Mm. I've I've had experiences on set where, like, when I did Thirteen Reasons Why, right? I did at least I did two seasons. I did the first season six months each. Each month is uh, two episodes, right? Um, I, I I got to know a lot of people. I got to meet. So many great people, you know, Derica, um, Kenzin, um, who else? Michael, Prince, um, who else? Uh, what? Tiffany, Tiffany. And then, um, I know his name. I know his face, but why am I drawing a blank? He's, he's basically everywhere in LA. He's like one of the best ADs and PAs. Like he was a background. Oh, Sullivan, Sullivan Rutherford, Sullivan. So I'm calling these people out because... These are the people I grew up with on my first industry, like, television series, right? As background, I I was brought on 13 Reasons Why as a core background, meaning, like, anytime there was the first team series regulars, I was placed with the jocks all the time, you know? And to answer your question, yes, there is not a negative connotation, but everyone was always wondering, why is this person more treatment than me? You know what I mean? Even though we're both in background. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, here, here, here's here's where it gets a little tricky, right? This is normal, and I, I understand because I show up on set because I love this shit. Some people show up on set because they want to get lines, they want to be seen on TV, but I was just grateful to be on set, and so I, like I said, as I'm on set, I'm a i am a try to get to know everyone. I try to get to know the PAs, the AD, the lighting, the gaffer, all all of them, and one day on set, as I was getting ready to do a basketball scene, this, uh, this person walks up to me. He's like, hey, Ray. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey, I'm, I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. I was like, hi, how you love sales? Like, ah, great. Um, I'm having such a good time. We're about to shoot the basketball scene. I'm just ecstatic as fuck. And Then one of the, uh, he's like, oh, that's great. Well, man, have a great day on set. I was like, yeah, of course. And then one of the PAs goes to me. Uh, um, he goes, do you know who that is? I was like, oh, I mean, he's super nice, dude the writer of the show that's brian Yorkie. i was like what <laughs> you know and you know, i'm telling you right now people notice shit like that when you're actually there to have fun you know and after it makes more sense why he reached out to me because when we filmed the first five episodes um i was in the pep rally scene i was always hanging out with the jocks I get a call from my manager and they're like hey they're like hey ray um you're scheduled to shoot a scene on this day, oh, I'm like, oh, really? I was like, oh yeah. Also, I have lines. I was like, what? I was like, whoa, what the hell? So basically, Brian wrote me some lines mid-season because he saw how active I was in the background. He's like, let's see if this guy can. I'll, 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 I'll give him. I'll give him a little some sum. Let's see if he can actually like, you know, do it. And that was like my first TV scene which is the whole Hannah Baker, his DTF scene. And that everyone fucking quoted that when That shit came out, you know?
3: Cool, right, Nice. Yeah. That's dope.
2: Yeah. So with that being said, to answer your question, yes. Everyone, people always trying to like ask me for quite like, how did you do it? And then not really give a fuck about who I am they just kind of want to like benefit off of their own and that that that's 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 a normal thing that happens in this industry
1: mm, all right that's hella understandable all right that's dope. glad to hear that because you know we hear you know everyone hears about like production and and you know uh directors and writers but you never hear too much about you know other actors and you know how sort of their mindsets are and you know like so i just wanted you know from an actor's perspective to to understand that so thank you very much for you know uh enlightening me on that yeah. yeah
2: but i i think 13 reasons why such a great experience overall and i i'm so grateful to be part of the first season you know that that shit was a hit you know
0: yeah no and also again, also going to be hit. It will be Shotgun Wedding coming out tomorrow. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> just plugging it again. Um, yeah. What's been uh, so recently? I mean, it's a question for everybody. What's been? What's been, what's everyone been watching? Is anything good? I know Joel saw The Whale the other day. What's been everyone? Yes, what he kind of, what have you been watching on TV or in theaters?
2: I've been watching anyone. The, oh yeah, I've been watching The White Lotus. I, I said it today during the call. I was like, fuck man, this show is wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's, the season I love. I mean that show was great, it was awesome, but I love season one a lot more. Season I mean both are really good, but season one to me just hits differently for some reason.
2: And I'm watching The Last of Us, and I, I love that video game. Like that's like, oh, the, great like show. My, my most favorite game. I've been that game on the hardest level because it's so damn good and seeing the adaptation of it they're doing such a phenomenal job like neil Druckmann is just Uh, doing it
1: they're they're doing so great and they picked perfect actors to to Mm -hmm. really like uh you know and embody these roles you know uh what's his name pedro pascal right um he's killing it as joel because he's really just he's an amazing actor and he's buying joel in in total, you know, because, again, like, just like Ray, like, I, you know, when I first saw that trailer for the video game, like, I fell in love with it, and I got, you can ask Doug, like, I I, I told him, like, I had to get this game, and I got that that one, I also got the second one, like, I pre-ordered both of them, and I, I played throughout all of it, and tried to find as much as I can, and so, you know, like, seeing it come to life, in person yeah. and seeing like the changes that they have made to it, but mm-hmm. that that still work so yeah. well. Spoiler free, it's is... free. Yes, oh, yes. yeah. I'm, <laughs> big, <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything, but it, it excites me. And then uh, I forget her name. The one that's playing Ellie, she was. Uh, she's done some stuff as well. She's also been in uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, yep. She, yeah. Oh, she, she. She. Uh. She's killing it and you know she, she she's doing the voice like very similarly to like the voice actress who uh-huh. done ellie so you know she's it's really just overall just exciting to see come to life and they're just it's such an amazing show you know the the things that from the video game that they have put into the movie and like you know just the similarities and again the changes it's all very much so working yes it, it's okay. interesting to to hear you guys give
4: the show such like high praise um i haven't I haven't played the the game yet i want to the show does look good but it seems like usually when there's like a film or if you're like ma- if you're trying to um adapt a video game franchise into film and television it seems like it doesn't really like do that well so this this makes me want to watch <laughs> the show
1: even more actually 100%, well, not- it, it, yeah, i
2: neck 100 percent.
1: yeah i always say this when it comes to like video games to film is that uh, the reason why it doesn't translate so well is because they don't stick to the heart of the video game you know mm-hmm. like they just want to put out an entertaining movie of like this big video game you know what I mean like, yeah. it's like just the a Witcher card. yeah like the Witcher like it, it, it did so popular but the you know Henry Cavill he's leaving it because he's just like this isn't what the Witcher is you guys are changing it too much at this point you guys are you know not sticking to what really the witcher is you know mm-hmm. and so he's he left that role and also you know people hated the fucking movie or show that they that was supposed to be like a prequel of the witcher on mm-hmm. netflix and you know people hate that you know because again it was just a cash grab they saw you know the popularity of something like they
0: just took the title and they're like we'll fucking wing it yeah, yeah and that's like even like I, I, I've i seen you know, almost every adaptation to a movie or to TV and I tell you man like each time I watch them I'm like yo this sucks like I remember watching like Uncharted and I was like yeah I can't oh I man. Like, no, yeah, no. yeah I, yeah. Part, I yeah. was like I was like oh come on man like I, I played the game before but I, I was paid to see in theaters and thank god I did it I watched it on Netflix and the whole time I was like I saved 12 bucks my money thank god oh, this god. movie <laughs> is ass <laughs> I like people
1: sorry you got
2: no no, go, 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 go ahead go ahead
1: oh like i was gonna say that uh you know when it comes to movies and uh, video games and movies a lot of people don't have high expectations of them and like when i first mm-hmm. saw you know like oh the last of us is becoming a show i was like oh damn it and then i saw <laughs> the actors and it's like check it out (laughs) and then they they blew my mind away with it i was like oh my god this is like i got excited like when i was playing the game for the first time like there's only two episodes out but like i'm loving it you know i'm just like this is amazing so you know so like you know uh but i'm glad they finally understand you know there's people understanding like all right here it is you know
0: Hmm. do you guys think that like it's doing it's it's better than some of the other other video game like tv show movies cuz the creator of the game is also writing and directing with Craig Mazin the showrunner as well. Yes. yes. Perhaps. Um Neil,
2: Neil Druckmann he, he's he's doing something that is so original. That he mm-hmm. he really does care about the story, the characters and what happens to them. And I think yeah, Nick, if you if if you watch it, man, it's like even if, if you didn't play the game, I think you you'd still enjoy what this whole thing is about.
0: Ooh, yeah, can. Nick. I, I played the games before and I'm loving the show. Yeah. And I also the game, but I I like passed out on it
1: though, it was really late at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you, if, uh, if you want to see the the writers and you know the what's his name? The the creator of the game. Uh Neil, Neil what was it? Druckmann. Yeah, Neil it, Neil Druckmann. I'm not going with names. Uh Neil Druckmann, if you want to see like his true love of like the story that he built for the game and show, look up like him talking about the video game because you can see his passion for it cuz you know, I saw some of the videos of him talking about, "Alright, well, we're making the second one." And, like, he had to go into it of, like, how, you know, he wanted to write it and build the characters. Like, he has such a passion for character building, the story, everything about it, you know. So, like, he, so I, I, so I, I really, you know, love his passion for this and that he's keeping it to, again, the heart of the game into the show. Okay, I got you.
3: Yeah, it's so the, this it's the
1: produ- the... go, ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. Uh, you're going to continue I'm going
0: to change it. Subject- no, no, I was saying, uh, the, even the product. I mean, I feel like this show was in good hands. Again, I haven't seen Chernobyl personally, but I've heard like Chernobyl is like a great limited series. And um, and it's funny. I mean, I no, I don't diss to the showrunner. I think he's a great writer, but like. When I saw that before Chernobyl came out, and then before this show came out, Craig Mazin, who's a great writer, I was like, "What's done before?" And I, I was on IMDb. And he wrote Hangover Two and Three, and I was like, "Interesting." Yeah. He also wrote. He also wrote Scary Movie Three and Four, <laughs> <laughs> and he also wrote a movie. Uh, it was like a super scary movie ripoff a uh, superhero movie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> with, with drake oh. bell and kevin hart
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember that movie with kevin hart uh what was that actor's name uh the fucking what uh what was it naked gun or whatever the old yeah, actor was
0: it? Oh, oh my Reverend god Yes, yes, Nick. Yes,
1: yes. Yep. He, I it, one of my favorite scenes from that superhero movie is when they're like talking about Drake Bell's superpowers and he like shoots what was it, a nail gun Kevin at him Hart. and like, <laughs> Kevin he catches Hart. It, and then Kevin Hart's like, obviously, the funny character, his hands on the table and he goes, he just without skipping a beat, turns and shoots Kevin Hart's hand <laughs> <and> <laughs> nails it to the thing.
0: Oh, that was such a great movie. That's crazy. Talk about range, man, because I was like, wow, this guy went from running scary movie and superhero movie and Hangover 2 and 3, also to another good movie, not is that movie called Dennis Thief with Jason Bateman, which I'm not a huge fan of. But then he make movie, he you make show like Chernobyl and then Last of Us and hey man, as a writer to writer, good for you, my friend. If you can like have that range as a writer and to like really like change your whole like I don't know, like your whole like uh, persona as a writer to like write such great series props to you 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 deserve all the accolades and attention because that's really impressive yeah.
1: yeah like it really is impressive i also put chernobyl on my watch list i saw a trailer for that i was like this is interesting um it's really good it, yeah it looks really good yeah, definitely suggest you guys check out the trailer it looks very very intriguing um also i my, was a, go joe go ahead i was uh since we're talking about video game movies they're making. Have you guys heard of Ghost of Tsushima? Yes. No, I have mm-hmm. not. Which is. Uh, it's an amazing video game. It's a samurai game set. And, you know, obviously, when samurais were, were around, and the game is so popular, PlayStation inclusive obviously but i got that game as well and i loved it like i played throughout the whole thing and got like all like the like little hidden treasures and challenges and it's a really overall fun game and people fucking loved it they did you know with japanese music and they did really well for characters and they even have like different settings like where one you can do black and white so it's like an old like japanese movie while you played with japanese like language you know and subtitles mm. uh they're gonna be making a movie uh and i i like half of me is excited but half of me isn't because it's again it's like it's that worry of like will they keep the heart of of the video game so you know, but also people want the uh, voice actor who who did the main character to also act in the movie.
0: Guess who's doing the movie, Joe? Who? Chad Stiliski, who did the first three John Wick's movies, and his whole team is doing it. I'm okay. on board. I'm, up, so I'm on board.
1: They <laughs> gave myself yeah. just a tiny
0: bit more. <laughs> he said, "Don't do. I, that. Don't give me hope. <laughs> Don't give me hope." And I. I put up right here on IMDb, and I was like, Chad Seleski is doing, and his team who did John Wick one, two, and three. I'm like, and upcoming four. And I fucking love John Wick. Um, that's that to me. Again, I know I know the game a little bit through you, Joe, but like, I have hopes now because as an action director, Chad is like top tier when it comes to like action and stunts and like I don't know just production overall. So that excites me as like a, a non-player of the game. This
1: excites me because, which we've been seeing a lot recently done successfully, is big shoots with a lot of actors, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, background actors, obviously, like the, what was it, 19, what was the movie, Doug? The the one-shot movie.
4: Was it 1917?
1: Yes. Yeah that one where they're all rushing the field and he's like running you know sideways you know and you know the cameras you know following him backwards like you know they have to do something grand like that because again like it's a it's uh basically you know uh, which is sort of which is based on true events just played out differently which Mm -hmm. is the mongols invading japan and attacking and raising a lot of hell so obviously the samurais all get up and you know they're all riding the horse towards war and like so I, I would love to see you know what they did in the in the video game put into the movie so I'm very much excited because but they have to do it a tiny bit slower than John Wick I guess you could
0: say. yeah yeah now that's 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 very understandable and again I think it's I think to and to give no, to to your point, but also you know I think with John Wick and Chad Stahelski done so well, has um you know they've been able to really like keep the story engaged for four movies, and, and never feel like oh another one like I know yeah, I saw I've seen two and three with Nick in theaters and each time the theater the theater goes crazy when that when what? like when it ends or when, it, when something happens and I give that team so much props of like wow you guys can like continue this like crazy action and each time up the antsy every time i never feel like oh man this is so boring i mean this is like this is tiring no like each time i'm like yo i want to see more kills i want to see like more craziness with what keanu's doing what the whole team is doing so i'm very intrigued now uh that he's that he's a part of it yeah
1: that's. Uh, i i'm very much intrigued too
0: Episode two, speaking of John Wick, me and Nick have a funny story. So, when me, this is like I went freshman year of college, right, Nick? John Wick 2 came out, I want to say.
4: Yes, yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. So, I think Nick and I knew, and then our friend Isaac at the time too, knew what John Wick was. And <laughs> Nick, knows, Nick knows the story. I knew when John Wick was going you know, going into like how crazy it is. Our fr- other friend Isaac at the time too, like, had no idea what John Wick was, didn't see the first one, like, knew Candle do the Matrix, whatever. And he had no idea. So, I brought Nick. And the Isaacs to the screening of John Wick Two, you know, it's a packed house. It's, you know, we're in the first few rows, whatever. And again, yeah, the action is insane. <laughs> Our friend had no idea what to expect. And Nick, am I right? The first like shootout scene.
4: <laughs> man, th- this guy, <laughs> he was losing his mind, man. It was like, <laughs> I-, I can't even describe it. Really, but I, like, he was so excited, like. Cause I was sitting like right next to him, like his yeah. seat was shaking. So like my seat was shaking and I kept, he kept like elbowing me in, in the chest and stuff like that. Cause he was just, he was so excited about how well, like the choreography and the action was and everything like that. And like his mind was blown and my chest had caved in cause he kept punching it. <laughs> so
0: it was a, it was a fun experience. Like, he made a non 40 X movie in 40 X movie. <laughs> 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 like our whole row was shaking. I was like who is that? And I'm like, come on, man! Like this is his first like John Wick experience. Like let him enjoy it. But like each time something happened, Nick, do 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 the impression of Big Isaac, man. It's so you, you do better than I do.
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, Big Isaac, if you listen to yeah. this, I love you, man. This is all I'm I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, about. Like high oh. bro." so these like,
0: oh, fuck, bro. Oh God, <laughs> I that all the time. It's so spot on because, like, <laughs> the crazy scenes, you know, that scene on Italy or whatever, all you hear is, oh, fuck, bro, fuck, bro, fuck. And, like, was, oh, again, I'm, like, he, literally in the middle between Nick and myself, and you know, we're just, like, a whole, like, chairs are shaking, you know, like, it was just, like, like yeah, and he was, like, oh, my God, like, he was, like, you know, stopping the ground. And it was just, like, man, this man is really loving this movie. <laughs> He's, like, no fucking way, bro, no fucking way. Oh,
1: my God, bro. Doug, you must have PTSD. Um, <laughs> from, T-
0: from TJ? Honestly, no. This was, this was, this was a new level of <laughs> theatrical experience. And me and Nick are the- just laughing so much. <laughs> at least you enjoyed
1: that because like you know i would i wouldn't mind sitting next to that because that's funny but like with tj that was always so bad like uh, i don't know if it did uh did doug ever tell you uh nick or Ray about our uh our old
0: friend tj i think he might have so, tj comedy so movies were uh experienced like that too
1: nightmare <laughs> i'm gonna say this for myself it is a nightmare because like and i don't mean like the worst way possible it was just more like like we'll have like a big group of friends and tj would be like going into the seats you know in front of everyone and everyone's like going behind each other trying to get far away <laughs> from him <'cause, laughs> whenever we watch a comedy movie and it, it didn't even need to be that funny like it could be a real bad comedy movie this man will stomp his feet clap his hands and laugh out loud I, I, like even scenes that weren't even funny like just like a little things. just like hey what's that and he'll start laughing and just stomp his feet
0: literally stomp his feet
1: and we're just like oh god
0: <laughs> that was an experience too i mean yeah i mean there's we saw i mean you know i mean I remember, like, growing up, we saw, like, all Seth Rogen movies, you know, <laughs> Neighbors, Just the End, everything. And um, and I remember, like, you know, going to Superbad, right, before I left, before I moved out of Chicago to Arizona, my last, like, you know, goodbye was, Joel, I feel all our friends at the time, we went to a midnight showing of Superbad at, like, this and, local uh... theater um old school theater uh, uh the lincoln
1: theater in, yeah. in chicago which is always a great if you guys are ever in chicago and you want know, to see an old film you know not nothing super old just like an old film like older film yeah, it's old time uh, you know go to to the lincoln film, uh theater because it's such a just one historical place like they really you know they obviously renovated it to keep it up to date but also like kept it still old school you know we still they you know which is really great so it, it's it, and it's just a great atmosphere definitely recommend going there and just checking out and watching a film there
0: yeah it's a cool theater it's a really cool theater ray uh what's do you have like i know i've had some of these guys do you have like a favorite like theatrical experience seeing a movie on the big screen or like one that you kind of just like stick with your mind like the past you now like how many years is there, is there a certain experience that you remember like going to a certain movie to like wow like this was like different
2: yeah i i have i have a couple i think watching in the premiere 21 jump street was the funniest fucking thing ever oh uh, yeah um that's a good one i'm watching inglorious bastards in theater was hella funny
0: that must have been cool
2: yeah um um. Oh, you know. Um. Oh, watching Get Out was fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, and that 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 that, that such an amazing movie. I think that movie's like, that's that's up there for me.
0: That's a perfect screenplay if you ask me. That screenplay is flawless, and to me, it's like you show you show how much Jordan Peele like how he writes is very like he writes with heart, but he also, he writes with just like such like great detail. And I feel like the greats do that, like a Tarantino, uh, you know, Aaron Sorkin, like they write with, with with such good detail. And to me, it's like, if you're able to like write all of that in a screenplay, and again, it won, it won best screenplay, which is, which, which, which should have won, which I'm glad it won, glad it won. Cause it's a screenplay is just like you, I have it on my computer for as a PDF and you go, you read a few times, you're like, wow, you, you, you catch things, of his writing that kind of shows the, like how different he is and how like he's very like not old school cinematic, but he's very like cinematic when he writes, which is very cool to see as a writer myself. And it's really inspiring too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Jordan Peele is yeah. he's such a great comedic actor. He just understands how to flip the script on that shit. Like drama and horror. No.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like, I, like, I really like,
4: do like it. Sorry. Go ahead. Thank no my bad. I was just going to say when when Get Out was first like coming out and it was like Jordan Peele's name was attached to it I was a little bit not like hesitant but slightly skeptical cuz it's like you telling me the guy from Key and Peele is going to write a horror movie so but then like I right. saw the trailer and it was like <laughs> it was like okay like it had me it was one of those things where, like when you see it you think about it for a few days and it was like okay it was it seemed Pretty scary, and like subject matter. Like, th- like in my head, it's like this could be T.N. Peel's sketch, but it's like they, instead of doing it comedically, they're doing it in a more horror movie type fashion. So I was like, okay. And then it kind of made me realize, I guess there's like a thin line between comedy and horror sometimes. And then you know, saw the movie and the movie was amazing, and it it really sold me on on Jordan Peel as a as a filmmaker. So, yep,
3: yay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Who would have thought uh, the guy who's Megan has a yeah. literally as an Oscar. <laughs> I was just watching that, that sketch the other day, bro. <laughs> yeah man. Oh, like,
3: whenever, I watch,
4: whenever I watch those sketches, it's like he did get out and nope and us. Like that's that's crazy to me. So he's he's one of my he's one of my favorite filmmakers right now. Don't
1: huh. don't forget about us as well. Um he, he did, he did. You no, like so I, didn't yeah. Yeah. I I only heard Nope and, all right. Uh, you,
0: you yeah. guys
2: want to hear something yeah. really cool about Nope?
0: Yes. Sure. So. So, yes indeed.
2: Yep. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Jordan Peel. Um, you know, the whole Mad TV cast. Jordan Peel is um good friends with like Bobby Lee, those other mad TV actors, you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, my cousin, close to another person who works closely with Bobby Lee. And basically, Nope came out. Bobby Lee was at the premiere, I believe. This is how it goes, right? Um, believe it or not, Bobby Lee goes to Jordan, goes, What the fuck was that? That was amazing. Oh, how did you come up with this? Jordan goes to Bobby. He's like, Bobby. Movies about us. Like, what? Yeah. And uh, we, we've all watched Nope, right?
3: Yeah. No. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. Jordan goes to Bobby. Bobby, movies about us. It was... It was Monkey and you were... Dupe. And all the whole experience of what happened on Matt TV, they, they use that to make money off of us and we had to go through all that stuff.
0: Wow. 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 That gave me chills. Right? Dope as fuck. He was yeah, he was Gordian Jupe, right? That was the monkey name.
2: Yeah, Gordian Jupe. He said that's why if you watch the movie, the font of Mad TV is in the movie.
0: Oh shit, you're right. And so
1: oh my God. You didn't notice that? I noticed
2: that. So, no, 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 no. no. I- I, no, I remember that' I remember the
0: mad the mad thing is, but I don't know the reference to Bobby yeah, no. That to me is i, I that's a, over my head yeah,
2: well, because like yeah, that went over my head like too, Bobby well. Lee like was one of like the most like notable Asian casting characters in that in that whole show, and I feel like um you know there is a reason why you know Jupe lived in in that that scene where Gordy went wild, yeah, they're just they, you know the whole the whole um symbolism and, and themes of just like you know um i mean um what, what what was what was the quote like um, making money off of a spectacle type of thing yeah, yeah. They, they were making a lot of money off of a spectacle but like that the whole the whole thing was just like that's where it kind of came from of like how their experience was was on mad tv and how like it made them feel and, and all that good all that shit so that is something that like pretty wild right <laughs> it's
3: yeah, crazy yeah, man.
1: Man. that's when you said that's
4: crazy. it was it was, it was about us. i was like i almost gasped
0: <laughs> yeah plot twist i, think... <laughs> I
4: was, I I was like what, oh, man. Man. <laughs> it was like like, a, like an epiphany like a revelation or something <laughs> right? man
2: no and, and that that that, oh oh, that that was the craziest shit because i was wondering like what does jupe's storyline have to do with you no know, oj kiki palmer right then yeah I see i see now why like how he tied in like a jupe making money off of the whole you know, jean jacket thing and i was like okay i get it mm-hmm. and he made he made it he made a story of hollywood in hollywood wow i i,
0: I tell you what if you me. go back and watch some of those old mad tv skits they're hilarious. They're hilarious. Like right? they're, they're
1: freaking great. really
0: funny. Remember
1: <laughs> the gay gangsters, bro? That fell yeah, so yeah. in
0: love with Jordan
1: Peele. I thought you
0: were seeing someone. <laughs> <laughs> we broke up last week. <laughs> oh, baby, come there's, here. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a great sketch. It's him, but Jordan Peele, Bobby Lee, and Ike Barinholtz. He, he was in uh, you know Neighbors and also in uh, uh, Blockers. And they're going to like some like I don't know some party or some mansion and like um uh jordan peele is a funny forrest whitaker um (laughs) impression and they make they make bobby lee go oh i forgot it was like some famous um uh famous asian um uh uh, more today show host uh i forgot her name and like they all and they all believe they all they all didn't believe you know jordan peele being forrest whitaker and um but they all believe bobby chang was playing this like female (laughs) weather asian weather anchor it's really
1: funny <laughs> oh god um, mad tv
2: yeah oh. um, cannot get away my, with that shit today my sister-in-law uh, her name's a uh, De haley hall she's a professional actress and uh she's been in la for for a while but she was part of the mad tv cast and like i met bobby lee um 2019 it was really cool so yeah, it's 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 pretty cool hearing these stories of like especially like jordan peele like you know, an actor, writer and director who are like, I really look up to and I want to work with you as well. That's just one of the things I like to know where, or how this was created and what, why it was created. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: again, I think we all seen this, i oh, sorry, off topic. But yeah. He, he, Bobby Lee was trying, trying to be uh Connie Chung and that was who he was <laughs> pretending to be. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think as you know, we're all storytellers and filmmakers. I'm, I'm very impressed with people Um that uh, who who are that came from comedy to um to heart, and I like, Jordan him, peels one of them, especially uh, John Krasinski, you know, from The Office to the Quiet Place. And there's one guy I want to mention real quickly is that um, Barbarian Zach Krager, uh, was in a group called The Whitest Kids You Know, it's a, fu- it's a funny title. Um, he did Barbarian, and I fucking love Barbarian. Mm-hmm. And this is really cool that you know, that he made Barbarian for like chump chains, like for like I don't know, the Avengers catering budget, like for no money. And I just saw an article yesterday that he got an eight-figure eight deal for his next horror movie by Warner Brothers and New Line. And that, to me, is so inspiring, because if you watch Barbarian, it's a great movie, and it's also a very tight script. But it just to me, I'm always fascinated by filmmakers who go from one genre to, one genre to another genre, from comedy to horror. But so I feel like I've seen Jordan Peele talk about in interviews that Jordan Peele says, you yeah, know, well, horror and comedy are very similar in their own ways. I feel like if you can like correct, if you can like correct like the code of like doing both, it just shows you're a good storyteller. And I think Jordan Peele and a lot, a lot of filmmakers have, have have proven that. Hey, like listen, I can tell these stories and like not be like, oh, I was this guy. I was Barack Obama on Key and Peele. Oh, I was I was Megan on on Key King and Peele. And it's very impressive to see like you know like you right, like the growth of also like the, like the the career like arc as. Storyteller from one genre to another genre.
2: That's that's
0: exactly. Yeah, no, I I agree.
1: Definitely, you know, because you see not only like writers and, you know, directors, but also like actors as well, you know, because there's, there's so many people that try to, you know, that get typecasted and it's hard for them to get out. So it's always exciting for me to see. You know all these people just spread their wings and show that the talent that they truly do have, such as like Jim Carrey, you know, like he's said, and am sandler we we talked about this before, am Sandler a lot of times and has a writer as well, and also Ben still has a writer and director as well, you know so uh yeah, I'm glad to hear these stories and to you know see their passions not be diminished by the audience and The industry,
0: yeah. Uh, I I know Ray and Nick have to go real soon. So what we do? So I'll give to Joel. But what we what we do here on Genre of Your Life is we do a thing called one on ones. Uh, This was Joel's idea. It's a a great idea. We do. We so we we recommend one movie and one show that you want everyone to watch at one point in their life. So like last week I did a movie called Upgrade. Also did a show called Abbott Elementary. So, uh, Joe, you want to get us off with our one on ones?
1: Oh yeah, sure. I'll uh I'll leave us off. I wasn't going to talk about um The Last of Us, but we brought that up. So I decided to bring up on Amazon uh because I'm a giant nerd. Uh a D&D type show, animated show on Amazon. Their second season just came out called Box Machina. It's uh <clears throat> the the voice actors and creators are all from uh uh, a a D and d stream slash podcast that they, you know, always have done and they brought their characters to life and, you know, made into a show. Uh, and, you know, if you're a giant nerd that likes comedy, but also just, you know, that likes, you know, real good story and just characters overall, uh, definitely watch that show. It's a great show, animated, hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, and then... Or movie, uh, I recently went to theaters to go see The Whale with Brendan Fraser, who won an award for that. Uh, I really love that. I'm I'm I give it a nine. It, it was really compelling. The characters are interesting, uh, very modern, and it tackles a lot of different issues, such as uh you know m- no spoilers, but you know self image. Uh, self-worth, you know, uh love for others, are, like the things you'll you'll go through for them and you know, just uh love overall and and pain and trauma and you know, healing and characters really uh well written. Uh I didn't cry. It did choke me up at points, but I I would give it a high score if the writing <sighs> The writing, it, 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 it how can I say it? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, I, it, uh, the writing sort of hid some of the emotions, so like you get choked up, but like it didn't make me cry, so like I, I feel like they could push it just a bit further, but overall, it's just a fantastic movie. Uh, again, everyone loves Brendan Fraser. Uh, the little redhead from Stranger Things is in. She does great as well. Has a, you know, a moody teenager. Uh, <laughs> just overall, just, you know, it, and it's all like filmed within just a one set. I'm, I don't want to spoil anything again. One set. Uh, but they did really well to use that one space that they did. Uh, and you know characters and tackling such a compelling story. So you know, Vox Machina and The Whale. Highly recommend both of those. Okay.
3: Whoever would like to go next?
4: Um one movie that I would definitely recommend, especially if you like sci-fi, trippy, um Type 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 movies like that. It's it's an Ethan Hawke movie. It's called Predestination. Um, it it has a really really crazy twist. So I don't want to I don't want to risk like trying to explain it and then like I spoil it by accident. So I'll just kind of explain how the trailer went. Um, it was Ethan Hawke. He's a he's like a time traveling policeman. He has to catch um a time traveling like serial killer basically but he needs someone's help from this particular time frame i think i think it was from the 70s but mm. the person like the trailer it never really explains why or how this particular person is so important but oh man i would i would definitely recommend it like honestly 11 out of 10 like it it sounds basic but when you watch it it's like wow i've never seen i've never seen a movie like this before so I would say that and then for shows I uh, I've been watching Insecure lately with with Issa Rae and um I heard about Issa Rae's story like she started off on YouTube and you know now she's on HBO and doing all these movies and stuff like that and I started a YouTube channel and so and I'm in the film so I'm like okay maybe if I can kind of learn how how she did it then I can you know maybe maybe learn some things and hopefully you know get into the industry like that or something like that but it's it's a very well-written show it's funny it's like it's like um it's like a dramedy kind of but it doesn't feel like super forced or like uncomfortable to watch like that (laughs) and the the dialogue and the way the characters all are they're they're really really like realistic in a way that i haven't seen in a television show before so that kind of just got me hooked to it and you know yeah 10 out of 10 for me
0: also i definitely recommend it She's a good writer i like i like her writing i like I like her like I like her um charisma is very very sharp it is yeah yeah
2: oh, right you want to go oh, no, i i just wanted to add to uh Nick on insecure no um sa is a another writer that i i really would love to work with like i love insecure because the way she wrote everything is just she's so really particular and good at creating comedy out of real life situations that like legit like you know like the what black people go through you know mm-hmm. i th- I thought i thought she she found a clever way to like show that through hbo through 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 the first season and it just grew bigger and bigger you know yeah and definitely and definitely they they are they are legit like hell real about like how they talk to each other and like just coming of age of like the ages from like 23 to like 30 you I know mean, i think that that's that's the 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 characters are in their their life in the careers right in in the show would you say?
4: Yeah, in the show, um, because I'm I'm pretty sure she's 30 by season five, but I think the if i remember correctly, like the timeline was like really really scrunched, so it seemed like the all five seasons kind of took place within just a couple of years. So she might have been like 20 or 29 in season one. Yeah.
2: No, the she, she she she's she's phenomenal. Like the fact that she wrote her the show and she stars in it it's just that's i think that that's the type of stuff i like to try to uh achieve too you know
4: yeah it's it's very um like inspiring you know what i mean so she's kind of one of the one of the role models i look up to
2: 100 percent
3: Ray, you want to do
0: your one-on-ones
2: yeah so so um we talked about it uh it's already for, for the show last of us you know i'm not we've already talked about it enough i just think um adaptation is just brilliant and and i think anyone can jump into it because it's pretty damn good and i i would personally give it without because i'm a huge like fan of it i think i i would i would solidly give it a 10 out of 10 because the way they're doing Mm -hmm. uh art the makeup lighting the storyline the acting. The, um the the pacing of the show it's just it's it no it's ten
1: I agree ten and
2: then, um, for the movie again i I mentioned this too. I think everything ever all at once was just such Daniels really made something happen out of that movie, and i just i remember I was in theater, I watched it like the luxury seats and with my girlfriend, and she most ironic thing is that girlfriend works in the media distribution world in Sony Pictures so she knows all the movies. She doesn't watch movies and television shows. So when I said I want to watch this in theaters (laughs) I mean if you jump into a movie and it happens to be that movie it was like so overwhelmed with all the visuals and the storyline and I told her I was like I don't think you understand. This is going to get so many Oscars and here we are now. They have 11 nominations.
0: Crazy. Right? Mm. It's crazy a little eight twenty four movie that could right
2: yeah, and that that that's that's just the type of like um just the type of um, stories and that i i love watching and it just you know it, it was just like I think what was really really sorry what was captivating about that movie was Michelle yo playing just regular six year old woman who owns a washing machine how to pay their taxes. Mm -hmm. Just the premise of it and it happened to be such amazing movie watch through the journey of it so those are the two things i would recommend to people last of us and watching everything everywhere all at once it was
0: cool though. Those guys who made that movie, the Daniels, they again—they're very original and also I'm very happy. They got a five-picture deal with Universal, and that's really cool, man. Like, I, I love seeing when people like do a little small indie movie and get rewarded with this huge like deal. Like in Jordan Peele, he did Get Out, and now he's a five-picture deal with Universal. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And it's really cool seeing that. Like you know, if you can like make something really like like that, that hits for a low budget, man, what can you do with a really bigger budget movie, man? So I'm really happy for those guys that uh, they have a new home at Universal. Um, so for me to close it all out, so my one of the ones will be uh for show, uh, HBO Max is a show called Southside, uh, based in Chicago. It's um, very, very funny. It's by these two guys who are like uh, repo, uh, repo like workers, they're kind of like just working on like, some like really like shitty uh, repo store in Southside Chicago. And the guys who made it are um, oh my gosh, um. Diablo Riddle and Bashir uh, Salahuddin, and they're uh, they're two of the they were two of the uh, staff writers for Jimmy Fallon for a long time, like back in the day. They oh, also to wow. the show too. It's really funny. Chance the Rapper has a lot of cameos, and if you're a Chicagoan, uh, I mean, the show is very Chicago through and through, very very like Chicago slang. But uh, it's super funny. I mean, it's a really funny show. It's it's a 25 minute episode. It's very quick. You can watch it, you know, out of order or whatever. Uh, these two guys want to make it big in Chicago, but they have all these kind of like shitty things around them, whether it's work or the weird family or, yeah, you know, gang, gang rivalries, you know, like weird like work stuff. It's really funny. It's on HBO. There's like three seasons. I want to say I think season three is out right now. Uh, the first season's hilarious. It's what honestly one of my favorite like seasons of television because the writing is so crisp and it's so it's, the jokes are just landing left and right. But it's a really funny show. I'm watching that. And then for a movie, actually, uh, it's, on, it's on Netflix right now. It's a very underrated movie. Came out, I want to say, yeah, ten years ago. It's Denis Villeneuve's first like real major uh, blockbuster. You know, Denis did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He did Dune. He did Sicario. He did Arrival. A movie called mm-hmm. Prisoners. Man, fuck, this movie's so good. It's it's Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Bella Davis, Terrence Howard, um, Maria Bello. It's it's so good. It's it's long, but like each minute, like just. It always it matters and the story of like you know like so the premise i don't know spoilers either there's a lot of twists and turns there's um there's two girls that go missing on Thanksgiving Day, uh the daughters of uh Hugh Jackman and Maria Bello and daughter of uh Terrence Howard Viola Davis. And you know, this is a very kind of like I mean I think, I think it's East Coast, like very kind of like small town, you know, very wet, very very rainy. And these two girls go missing, and Jake Gyllenhaal is on on the case. And the more he likes, the more he like unravels the case, the less you don't know. And it's like you Mm. think you know where it's going, but you don't. And the twists and turns keep going and going. And the acting is phenomenal. The writing is so good. The cinematography by Roger Deakins is top tier. And it's so gritty. It's disturbing. It's dark. And like I said, you think, you think you know where the story's going, but you don't. And there's so many just like, I don't know, surprises that come at you that you don't see coming at all. And the ending is a big, big shock. And I don't know. I love that movie so much. I'm a big fan of Denise. And this was, again, this was like a kind of like modest budget movie. It came out 10 years ago. And I feel like it kind of got overshadowed by movies like Arrival and you know, Dune and Sicario. I love those movies too. But Prisoners is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And it's so good. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix... Please watch this movie. It's two and a half hours. It's long, but it's literally worth every minute, and it's so fucking good.
1: It's, I don't know. I'm a big Doug, new, new fan, be... and it's so good. What's up? Doug, you're be disappointing me. I still haven't seen that movie. Hey, I, man, I, 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 I have a list from you. <laughs> mentally put it on... I've always mentally put it on my list, but I've never watched it, because I was like, this is a lot of- like i was like be prepared for it be and prepared, like yeah. i've seen like clips and b- pieces of it and like people have always talked about like you know uh jake jones hall's you know performance but not only that so like good. you know hugh jackman and everything like it, hugh jackman is again a, an amazing actor who who can portray like so much emotions and pain through the screen that you feel and you know uh I've seen bits and pieces of it. So yeah, I definitely need to check it out myself.
0: Please, please do. You, you've seen it, right, Nick? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Again, I'm a big Denis Banu fan and kind of, you know, the theme of the show, you see, you see a director really like, you know, in his career has like progressed, but also has involved, you know, this again, Denis from uh Canada and you see like these very small French films. And then his big, big budget movie was Prisoners. And then prisoners to Sicario, Sicario to Arrival, Arrival to Blade Runner twenty twenty nine, which I love that movie so much too. And then to Dune and Dune Part Two, you see this guy come as like just like have become this huge like kind of like this like larger than life director as a filmmaker, and and his scale of his movies are so insane. But uh, if you watch Prisoners on Netflix, it's it's again it's long, but it's a great fucking movie. And again, I cannot recommend that movie enough because it's very underrated. I think it came out at a time that like. They didn't know what it was. Again, not awesome reviews, but it's been an Oscar movie. I mean, it it kind of came and went, but fuck man. I remember seeing that seeing that theater with my buddy Given, and I was like, fuck, man, this movie is insane. So please, please watch Prisoners. It's fucking awesome. All right, and with that, uh, I'm gonna let everyone plug
1: you know their socials or whatever they want the viewers to you know go follow or you know watch. Uh, you know, go follow them on. Uh, so Ray, you get to go start your, your special guest.
2: Oh, thank you guys. No, uh, once again, thank you. Joel Douglas, my boy, one for sure. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on the podcast. Um, Talking wedding is coming out tomorrow. Amazon prime, January 27, 2023. I also have a short film, a Washington film award, short film for best score and best short film. Coming out on February third, called Avellino. Um, it's a it's a really amazing story. I plays, I play I play a older brother lost a, a grandfather, and you know you kind of explore the um, grieving through family and how that how you um come together as one through that process. And my Instagram handle, if you guys would like to follow me, is ray And yeah, thank you guys.
1: Nick, want to plug yourself?
3: Um, yeah. Um,
4: my Instagram handle, if you guys are interested, is Donning Vision. Um, I'm currently working on a short film, a short video, a music video, and I'm finishing up a, a little commercial for a local flower shop. Um, yeah, that's basically it. So Donning Vision and stay
0: tuned, and I'll leave it at that. Also a series with your boy. Me and Nick has something really cool we're working on right now. We're pr- trying to get back into for our series. So stay you, tuned for gonna... that as well. Yes, that. indeed. And you can find me. You can find me at The Young Jones, my personal. You can also find the show and the company at Midway Avenue Productions on Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn. As y'all know, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, all major audio and streaming services um yeah and uh, you know tune in next every week we have an episode every friday for a genre of your life this is episode five and we want to thank our very special guest ray ramundo ray my friend thank you so much man we can't wait for you to come back on the show in the future and you know cheers to you my friend for a great career so far
4: yes thank you for being on the show man i appreciate it really really cool meeting you uh, and, and talking to you for the first time and i really had a good time with you bro
1: likewise yeah thanks for being here man it's great to you know hear your views and you know your passion uh thank you so so much for sharing with us yes
2: thank you all i'm grateful to be here again um i'll I'll let you take it doug we'll
0: see and we'll see you guys Uh, next week before you you guys have a good one Uh, i'm
1: on twitch (laughs) just gonna (laughs) i'm on twitch uh, I'm on Twitch, uh, the OG Cuban Rican. Uh, I stream there from time to time. Uh, hopefully, in some t- somewhere near future, uh, eventually I will hopefully be streaming D and D as well with some people. Hopefully, I'm me out here in Texas. Uh, I just want to, you know, close out by saying thank you for being a part of this verbal journey through I love, passion, thoughts, opinions, and views on the uh, film industry. Uh, towards televisions, actors and you know just everything above hopefully you guys will join us again and uh, spread our passion and hopefully we've ex- uh inspired you to you know view your passions a little bit differently
0: well said and also hashtag let's find moses see you guys next
1: week. <laughs> <laughs>